Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we've got a special guest here in your studio. How are you doing today, Bill? I'm doing great. Uh, I hope you are, Jason. I'm doing fantastic. Life is good. It's uh, actually, it's my pleasure to to have uh, a friend and colleague uh, with us this morning, uh, Carla Payne. And uh, Carla Payne is, uh, the new thing on Carla is that she uh, is the new president of the Southeastern District of the uh, Aging Life Care Association, and that's a six-state job so that's a pretty big job but the that part I don't care about <laughs> truthfully the real key is uh, she uh, is an independent life care manager mm-hmm. uh, now she's not the only one there are a number of them in this area and around the state uh, but the fact is is that um, that's what I want people to remember mm-hmm. Because uh, this is something that I recommend frequently to my clients. It's a, it's uh, getting an independent life care manager can be extremely helpful mm-hmm. to to clients. Um, in fact, uh, even yesterday, I had a lady in the office uh, who uh, I must say was uh, close to what I call an orphan client. Uh, and, and an orphan client is one who um, has no one. In other words, they, they don't have a close sibling, they don't have children, they've lost their spouse, or their spouse is very sick, and they're in, in essence, they're on their own. Uh, and the fact is, is that in this kind of case, uh, an independent life care manager can be a lifesaver. Uh, but, but, I mean, the fact is, is that uh, these folks are professionals, they're very reasonably priced, uh, and uh, th- they uh, go way beyond orphan clients. And In other words, how many families know how to deal with hospitals or with nursing homes? Practically no one. And, and, and that includes me. I mean, I know how the, it works better than most. I've dealt with them. But at the same time, uh, it's not something I do every day. It's not something I'm accustomed to. And, of course, it's a much, much less expensive for families to hire an independent life care manager than a lawyer to be their advocate in healthcare situations. Mm-hmm. So, frankly, it's, it's uh, an easy and often referral uh, for me to get people to understand this, this area. And, and frankly, you know, you, no one knows what they don't know. And years ago, I had no clue that these professionals even existed. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was really enlightening to me to uh, find out, you know, what these folks did and how valuable they are uh, to families, uh, particularly families that are experiencing long-term care issues mm-hmm. because they can come into your home and help you there. They can go, I mean, and, and they can be your advocate when your family 
doesn't really know what to do or how to do it. And so it's a pleasure for me to welcome Carla uh, here so she can tell you far more about what independent life care managers do and more about herself as well. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate that so much. And I actually was that, I was that adult child. I was actually living in Pennsylvania as my parents were living in Hickory, North Carolina, and I was that long-distance daughter trying to help had no idea there was such thing as care management, not a clue, and tried to maneuver and make all the calls and fly back and forth. And it was a nightmare. And it was literally the month after my dad died, it was in 2007, I went back to grad school and was studying gerontology and heard about care management, which started in the 80s, and yet no one had heard of it. Um, And so that started that journey to be that person I wish I would have had to help families navigate. I didn't know. And it was a lot of mistakes, a lot of wasted money and time and so much stress. So that's been my life purpose since. And I discovered the Association of Professional Care Managers and joined in 2010 Mm -hmm. and then received my certification in 2013. Um, Mm -hmm. the national certification, and have worked as a volunteer throughout the association. And yes, as of January, I am the uh, Southeast Chapter President. So I am representing my colleagues within the six southern states. And I'm so excited for this, this opportunity to use this time period as the president to express as much awareness about care management. So every opportunity I can to let folks know we're out there throughout the country to help families well, independently. So thank you for this opportunity. This morning, for I appreciate sure, it. Thank you. To me, it's a very important message mm-hmm. uh, because the fact is most people have no clue that you exist. Uh-oh. Uh, in terms of care management. And, and, you know, the same thing can be said for elder law. Uh, It did not exist until the late 80s. And, of course, I'm sure the same is with care management. Mm-hmm. It, it uh, didn't. It's different now than it started out, mm-hmm. but it's basically it was lawyers advocating for the needs mm-hmm. of seniors and particularly seniors uh, with long-term care issues right. and uh, much more advanced mm-hmm. than just a state planning. Uh, it, it, it was, okay, what do we need to do to basically help families mm-hmm. uh, from a legal perspective and financial perspective? And like care management, mm-hmm. it, it uh, started in the late 80s and grew into the 90s. Uh, and, and for me, I, I was early into um, elder law as an estate planner because, and, and it was uh, morphing for me as well because in the 90s, I was doing trust planning and tax planning, uh, which everybody needed. But the fact is, is that as I realized that elder law was something that was missing, that uh, most lawyers had no clue how these government programs worked, and there was a huge need out there. And, uh, I mean, I go back to when I, I started um, trying to do seminars and things mm-hmm. for families. I, I would have almost, you know, 100 people at almost every seminar because nobody had any information at that point. And um, I was I was just blown away by the need, and of course um, it, you are a, a, a significant add-on 
to what families actually need because there are very few families that don't go through long-term care Right. issues. Right. And everybody will at some point. And you know, that's how I met you. I attended one of your seminars. Oh, is that right? About eight years I had, ago. Yep. <laughs> I, I did. I'd, I'd forgotten that. Uh-huh. That is funny. But the fact is, is that, yep. uh, you know, care management is um, in some ways is uh, just as important right. As in fact, in in many practical ways, it's more important because we we can do the legal stuff, right. but we can't help people with the little things. Yeah, I like the, to I like to use the analogy like we're like the puzzle master because mm-hmm. there's so many pieces of the puzzle, and everybody's compartmentalized in their specialty, but a care manager is helping keep all the puzzles together and clicking it all together um, mm-hmm. because. We're not a case manager like in a hospital that is helping you get out of the hospital. We're throughout the entire journey. I've helped families even after the loved ones passed away. I've helped write the obituaries, order the casket. I had a client who wanted a purple casket. Do you know you can get any color? No, it actually, I figured it out. It's like whatever the family needs, Mm -hmm. literally, we Mm -hmm. coordinate the entire journey of all matters of aging. And so it is the puzzle master, the fixers. <laughs> well, let's let's start with some practical okay. things. Let I mean, because all of us, as we age, we want to stay at home. Yes. So how does an independent life care manager help yes. us stay at home? You know, we think we know how to stay at home, True. but we really don't. So tell us what well, you do to help people stay at home. I will tell you that one of one of the things that I connect back to you mm-hmm. is the number one power of attorney, health power of attorney, and advanced directives. Mm-hmm. So many folks don't think about looking at them again. They may get married and then, okay, we'll be adulting and we'll set up our power of attorney and health power of attorney when we have our children. And then they never look at it again. Mm-hmm. And it's important to look at those documents. What would you recommend? Every five years? Every 10 years? Um, well, it depends on, I mean, it's a, that's my like, legal answer. It depends on their age and, and the thing. But f- frankly, most when, when people start experiencing problems, they get older. Mm-hmm. Sure, they should be reviewed. Uh, but the fact is, it's just general durable powers of attorney are rarely uh, sufficient for mm-hmm. most people. The ones that they did 10 years ago right. or five years ago don't work right. for what they need when they have long-term care issues. Right. And I, that's something that I preach yes. over and over again. Me too. But people don't listen to it. But we'll you know, they just, it. They just, fi- they just figure that what they have will work, yeah. and it doesn't. And, and, and one at, t- at times <laughs> the spouse may actually then re- have a diagnosis of dementia, and they haven't named a second mm-hmm. person or a third. So that's one of the first things when we meet with families is looking at, do you have those documents in place? And if you don't, we definitely have those relationships with attorneys that we can refer to. And I think it's important that folks know, um, as part of the Aging Life Care Association, we never accept referral fees. Any service or business we refer to, we are doing it based on our knowledge and respect of that company, not that we receive anything. Well, one of the things that is so important to me is the fact, and it's part of your name, independent. And what that basically means is that these professionals are not catering to um, a a, um, healthcare agency 
or any other group, and and when you say when you're talking about referrals to other other industries, you know, because the the fact is, if if you uh, talk to uh, home care providers. Mm-hmm. They'll say, oh, we have a person who will do that for you. Mm-hmm. But the fact is they're not independent. Right. Who pays their uh, who, who pays their check mm-hmm. is the home care agency, and their real job is to tell you how many hours you should have. And, and of course, that's not necessarily objective. Correct. And that goes back to how to stay at home. So right. looking at having those legal uh, the foundation of your legal documents in place, looking at the financial situation that the family has, what can they afford? Mm-hmm. Do they have long-term care insurance? And if they do, what are their elimination days? Uh, I always ask them to pull out those documents and let's look. Some of those policies reimburse for professional care management, mm-hmm. some of the older policies. But what's happened through the years is a lot of the long-term care companies have been bought out or merged, and they've changed things where they have their in-house care managers. Mm -hmm. I have a problem with that because, again, it's like, (laughs) who's paying your bill? Who's paying it? And so if it's an in-house care manager, is that truly objective? So even if um, a care manager is not reimbursed, it's worth an hour to let them look it over because the elimination days... You may not know this, Jason, but I'm going to educate you right now. The elimination days normally are like 90 days you have to pay out of pocket. So a way to get to your your elimination days may be to utilize a home care aid. Now, for folks who didn't really catch that, she's actually talking about those folks who have a long-term care insurance policy. policy correct. Which, of course, most of us don't have. True. But the ones who are fortunate and look ahead, they do buy those policies. And she's talking about uh, the part of the policy that doesn't pay when correct. they're talking about elimination days. It's like a, it's like a deductible. You have to pay out of pocket before the policy is in, in, enacted. Right. A lot of folks don't activate it until the person is in their dire straits, and oftentimes they pass away before they've ever even used it. Right. So I try to educate every family I talk to, to to check that, and then to start using those days earlier than later. And that's a way to stay at home and more independently. But there's more. I have some more ideas I can share with you as well about that. Sure. That is the voice of Carla Payne. Carla is owner of Aging Care Matters, Professional Care Management and Consulting, and also the owner of the Adult Day Center in Wake Forest. She's an independent life care manager, and we're going to continue our conversation with her in just a bit. You may have noticed earlier in the segment, uh, Carla mentioned that she met Bill at his seminars, and you can have a chance to meet Bill virtually at his webinars if you want to go to WGA Law. Dot com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page. Bill has two webinars that he puts on. One deals with long-term care assistance. This is financial assistance that may be available to you if you're dealing with a long-term care crisis, Medicaid, VA benefits. A wonderful opportunity for you to learn about some subject matters that uh, it's really hard to find high-quality information out there. And Bill's got a ton of expertise in this area. It's a wonderful educational opportunity for you. And best of all, there's no cost associated with it. It's free to attend, free to register. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. Bill also has a webinar dedicated to asset protection and trust planning as well. WGALaw.com is where you want to go. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page or call 919 256 
$7,000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about Bill at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com is where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars. Bill's webinars are happening on Wednesday, June 14th. These happen the second Wednesday of every month and cover the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. Learn more at WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we have a special guest in the studio. It's Carla Payne, owner of Aging Care Matters, and she is a independent life care manager. And Bill, we've sort of been discussing how this is a, an important role for those who may be dealing with a long-term care issue because they sort of have that overview approach, and it's very hard for someone who isn't in this world to navigate all these different resources and trying to keep things coordinated and bill we were really sort of jumping into the discussion on how to stay at home because that's such mm -hmm. a priority for so many people absolutely um well carla you, you know everyone wants to stay at home and so uh t tell us how a, an independent life care manager can uh, help a family advise them because there's there's so much involved in how to stay at home safely i mean we, we can that that can be everything for, uh in terms of of resources that might be available it might be uh where do you go to have an elevator put in or a ramp to your house or uh, or things that you can put on your door or what you need your your floor plan to look like or whatever so um, but it, it, uh, it, you know, the fact is, is that uh, most of us know a little bit about something, but we don't know nearly enough to really uh, do what we need to do. So tell us how you can help us stay at home safely. Absolutely. A care manager, the earlier you can get involved with a care manager, the better because we can come in and assess the situation as it is now and also give you then a care plan in writing to give you what to expect in the next steps and recommendations for if this happens, if that happens. So well, tell me what a care plan looks like. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. All righty. So walking into the home, we, we make our in-person visits, but I'll back up and say for my business, we do free consultations. And I would say most of my colleagues would offer a free consultation. Um, and that is usually by phone or zoom. Um, should we then work with the client? We'll make an in-person visit and we are assessing every step along the way, the entry, we're looking at those those floor rugs that everyone has. We all have those little floor rugs that are such a great trip hazard, let me tell you. Um, looking at the way that the furniture is laid out, we're looking for any kind of concerns that we might see of... Um, we're not looking for a clean, perfect house, but there at times might be some um, excess 
items that could be a trip hazard. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You're talking about me now. <laughs> I'm talking about no. But um, but also like looking um, in the kitchen. Are there are there foods that might be expired in the refrigerator or those type of um, little red flags? And, okay, but it's not. But it's not. But it's not the detective work. But it's just uh, assessing the situation, the conversation with the the family because it is an entire family approach. It's not just the aging individual. It is the adult children. It's the grandchildren, aunts, uncles, friends, everyone who's involved is a family unit, and we are looking as a support for everyone. Oftentimes, we're called in when it may be a crisis that someone has uh, gone to the hospital, and they're now coming out, and the uh, discharge planner at the hospital says, your loved one is going to go to rehab. Here's the list. Where do you want them to go? And it's a four-page list, Mm -hmm. and they'll mark through with a line the ones that their insurance won't accept. But how do you know? which rehab to go to, how do you know? Mm -hmm. So that's often when we're called in because we do know. We are every day in the trenches of all aging matters. We are working with the hospitals, the rehabs, the communities, the the facilities, um, all the services related to aging. That's all we do. Well, you know, one of the things that I mentioned early on was the fact that you guys are advocates when when people – um, are in a rehab or in the hospital, and, and uh, because most families don't know that their their staff has meetings and the families That's are right. entitled to be there. That's exactly right. And, and the agent, you know, your life care manager can be there on your behalf. Absolutely. Uh, knowing what you're trying to accomplish and no, knowing what your own goals are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and can advocate from everything to the the diet that you're fed Mm -hmm. to uh, what rehab you're actually Mm -hmm. receiving. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that has impressed me is is, uh, your ability to advocate for more time. Yes. Um, And I've seen that happen again and again with life care managers where you can get an extra week or two. That's exactly right. uh, Which can be critical. Very to people uh, in uh, rehab settings. If Um, if I may share a story, this just happened two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a client whose uh, mother had basically been in bed for four days, barely eating, had had a fall, but did not go to the hospital. Four days later, they they contacted me. And when I found out the facts, I'm like, go right now, go to the hospital, call 911, go to the hospital. They got to the hospital about 2.30 in the afternoon. By 10 o'clock, she still had not fully been seen. Mm -hmm. The family was exhausted. It was after 10 on a Saturday night. I said, go home. Go home. Give them my number and go home. About 11 o'clock, the hospital called me, and they said, we're ready to discharge. We couldn't find anything wrong with her. And I said, no. They'll be back in the morning, and they'll pick her up in the morning. The next morning, when the daughter went to pick up her mom, they had found three small fractures and pneumonia. Had the daughter stayed and then been told at 11 o'clock, she's fine, go home. Then she would have gotten home at like, what, 1 a.m. by the time and was not was not well. Mm-hmm. And so, in fact, she stayed three more days and now is in a rehab community getting her strength back. But it's like mm-hmm. just that knowing that you can push back, that you can say, no, wait. Um, and so also with the three-night overnight in a hospital admission to then receive rehab, that's very important, which I'm sure you've shared with your audience many oh, times. We do. We talk about that. Um, that it may look like you're admitted in the hospital, but you may be under observation. And if you're under observation, then rehab is not covered by your insurance. 
And that also happened recently with a client that they were in the emergency room and then they had two nights in the hospital and were discharged to rehab, assuring the family, yeah, they were here three days, but that first night didn't count. Right. So once they got to the rehab, the rehab said it's private pay. Right. So no, that, I, that was I, another fun story, let me tell you. No, I, I get that. In yeah. fact, um, I was shocked. Um, my brother uh, went to the hospital with a major stroke. Uh, not a TIA, not minor. It was where he lost uh, control of half of his body. Oh. And, um, uh, and to my shock, uh, when he went to the emergency room, uh, the first, uh, and, and it, it was my own fault, I guess, because um, I just assumed that with that type of uh, situation that he would have been admitted. Yes. But the first 24 hours he was in the hospital, he was under observation. He had not actually been admitted to the hospital. And of course, I had that changed real fast. Yes. But at the, you know, and he ended up being in the hospital for way more than three nights after that. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. it it just blew my mind Mm -hmm. that you could go to the hospital with a major stroke where it would would be obvious to anybody that he would be required rehab after he was discharged from the hospital. And he was actually under observation and not being admitted to the hospital in that first uh, segment. And it, it, it was a shock. To me, it, it actually didn't end up making a difference uh, for his treatment, but uh, I, I knew case, what it, it meant. Have. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so, but most families wouldn't know what it meant if they didn't have somebody advocating for them. Yeah. So, Carla, how do one? How do we know yes. when that switch is made from observation to admittance, and how can we escalate that if necessary? Uh, Ask, because uh, it looks the same. It, you'll be in a hospital room. It looks just the same. You have to have it verified. And I have the utmost respect for our hospitals, for the hardworking um, staff of hospitals. Everywhere, everywhere, however, we are in a staff shortage. Everyone is stretched to their limit. And a lot of it goes back, well, all of it goes back to insurance reimbursement. If you come back to the emergency room for the same cause within 30 days, the reimbursement is different. So if you have someone under observation and they come back within less than 30 days, it's okay. But if they're admitted and then dealt with the case and the person comes back, it goes back to the money. It's, it's sort of ironic because the, the hospital actually makes more money right. if they're admitted than under observation through insurance. However, if they admit and then discharge and they come back, then they don't get paid the second time, whereas if it's observation, they do. So it's the hospital sort of has to make a guess as to Mm -hmm. what's in their best interest, Mm -hmm. and that's what it's all about. But to answer your question, the hospital actually under federal law now must tell a family within Mm -hmm. 24 hours of what their status is, whether it's observation or admitted. That's fairly new law. It's only been on the books about three years now. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's good to know, and uh, it's good advice for us who find ourselves in one of these situations because that's probably one of the last things that you're thinking about. Well, am I under um, am I under observation, or am I have I been admitted? You know, that's that's why it's so important that if you are dealing with a long term care situation, that maybe you reach out to an independent life care manager. We've got Carla Payne in the studio. She is an independent life care manager. She's also owner of Aging Care Matters as well as owner of. 
the Adult Day Center in Wake Forest. We're going to continue our conversation with her. Don't forget, you can go to WGALaw.com if you want to schedule some time to speak with Bill. That's also where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars. Learn more about long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page or call the office 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more about Bill. Schedule an appointment to speak with him or register for his free webinars happening on Wednesday, June 14th. If you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning or learn more about long-term care assistance, if you or a loved one are dealing with a long-term care crisis, you're going to want to attend one of Bill's free webinars. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, of course, and our guest in the studio is Carla Payne. She is an independent life care manager and also owner of Aging Care Matters and the Adult Day Center in Wake Forest. And Bill, I always like it when we tell a little story here on the program, and we're going to talk about when you two were, I guess, helping a, a certain individual. Well, I, I want people to understand why I am such a huge advocate for independent life care managers for families and recognize how important they are in terms of really helping people in a significant way. Uh, the first time that uh, Carla and I worked uh, with the same client. I had referred my client uh, to Carla. And the fact is, uh, it was a crisis situation, which is something that's very common to independent life care managers, as well as elder law attorneys, in terms of people don't think they need us until they're in crisis. And then it's like, oh my goodness, I have no clue what to do. I need to see somebody who knows what to do. And uh, But this was a case where uh, a, a senior uh, who was married, had no children, and her husband was um, in the hospital, uh, very sick, uh, unable to do a whole lot. And Wanda uh, uh, had never had to manage anything. Her husband took care of everything. And talk about a lady, a wonderful woman who was out of sorts. Um, and uh, now, an independent life care manager yep. came in and helped her uh, through everything, advocated for her husband mm -hmm. who was in the hospital, basically realized how out of sorts she was, helped her get her bills paid, mm -hmm. helped her uh, emotionally in terms of the stress that she was under with her husband in the hospital, uh, but basically took care of, of her 
and her needs in terms of uh, the home, the bills, everything that she was going through. Her fish. While, her what? Her fish. Uh, there you go. While, we took while care of the fish. <laughs> advocating for uh, her husband's needs in the hospital. Everything. And now, unfortunately, uh, the husband died. Uh, now these this was days later, mm-hmm. but and then she helped Wanda through that because mm-hmm. again she had never mm-hmm. had to deal with anything and had no clue what mm-hmm. to do, and basically we handled it, the service. It was the, the independent life care manager who happened yeah. to be Carla, yeah. um, and my who, team, and the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because Aging Life Care Matters is a independent life care agency team, mm-hmm. if you will. That's right. And basically uh, helped her through um, the funeral and yeah. helped her through all of that and then afterwards. And, of course, uh, I don't think that uh, aging life care managers uh, could, uh, uh, could have a bigger advocate than that particular client mm-hmm. because they saved her mm-hmm. in a big way. I mean, I could do the legal part. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the aging life care matters, they basically made a huge difference right. in her life. But you don't get that kind of help from a, a person who works for a home care agency. And, and I, can't, I can't speak for all of my colleagues. I represent my colleagues within the six southern states. But, I'm, but I will say for myself, I am on call 24-7. And that particular client did call many times 24 7 at all different times it may be that there was an anxiety um with all that she was going through that might happen at 11 30 at night i'm going to answer the phone so that's that is something also that if you look at a care manager um is a social worker who is on call for you throughout your journey Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what i wish i would have had when my dad was still living and that is where i found my my passion my purpose in this field of work which i in fact look forward to opportunities to, to speak to colleges and universities about this position. This is a, a, an amazing opportunity to be more of an entrepreneur. You set your own hours, you work on the caseload versus working in a, a corporate environment or a hospital environment where you may have a caseload of hundreds. My care managers, which I do have a team of, um, they are they can choose how much and how little they want to have their workload and have that personal experience but i don't i don't require my care managers to be on call 24 7 i take that role as the owner Mm -hmm. um, just to make sure that people who might want to work with me in the future (laughs) well the fact is i mean how many businesses do you know that will take a call at 1 a.m i mean that's exactly right but you know the fact is is I can, I can think of the times that I have uh, needed to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And frankly, about <laughs> 90% of the time, it's at night. Exactly. It's yeah. late evening. Yeah. I, it's early in the morning. It's, mm-hmm. it, you know, it doesn't ever seem to happen at a convenient time. I had a call last night, <laughs> a, a call from a client who was in uh, Greenville, North Carolina, in the hospital mm-hmm. for their aunt. And I was able to pull up her records, verify the medication list. And that's one of the things I like is that we have that safety net of information. You need it, we'll get it to you wherever you are. Right. Um, it, it's pretty critical. Uh, that's, and, of course, the right legal documents can make a difference, too, because 
Um, you know, one of the, the documents that we require is a medical release for HIPAA compliance because hospitals, doctors, nursing homes, they cannot give your private health care information to anybody. Now, typically, uh, if you're uh, an appointed health care agent, you can receive that information uh, and of course, hopefully, you, your HIPAA release in, includes that in, in your healthcare power of attorney. And you'd be surprised, but a lot of those documents don't have the federal law uh, recognition in them because healthcare powers are state forms, not federal. But your best forms will have the federal law in there too. But our, our re- medical releases, which is a separate document, we always include an independent life care manager that's hired by the family can receive the private health care information so that they can be a more effective advocate. Well, the story that you both have shared leads me to believe that this can be an incredibly stressful situation, and that's why it's so important to have planning done on the front end because you don't want to have to be dealing with more than you need to if you are confronted with a long-term care crisis. I would implore you to register for one of Bill's free webinars if you haven't done so already. Learn more about long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits, what you may qualify for, and what you don't qualify for can be just as equally as helpful for you. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. Bill's next set of webinars is happening on Wednesday, June 14th. Learn more at WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. A short break and back with more with our guest, Carla Payne, here in the studio. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com if you want to register for Bill's free webinars. Learn more about asset protection and trust planning as well as uh, long-term care assistance, Medicaid, VA benefits. There's so much available to you at WGALaw.com in particular in particular, registering for Bill's free webinars. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. Or you can call the office. The phone number is 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. We have a wonderful guest here in the studio. It's Carla Payne. She is an independent life care manager and owner of Aging Care Matters, as well as owner of the Adult Day Center in Wake Forest. And Bill, we've been discussing the important role of the independent life care manager, and uh, Carla's an impressive person. An well, impressive I know person. you stay busy, Carla, so tell, tell us what you're working on right now. Well, I am so excited that we just had our ribbon cutting last month for our adult day center in Wake Forest. Um, I will tell you that over the years, because I started a long time ago as a care manager, I've seen the home care prices go up and up and up. When I first started, it was about $18 an hour. It's now $38 to $42 an hour with 
on average a four hour minimum to bring a companion or an aide into the home. And that's been really hard for me to, to look at families having their assets yeah, very stretched. few families can afford they that. can't afford it mm-hmm. and then moving to a community can be anywhere from you know four thousand up to ten thousand per month so i had this i'm getting chills as i share it i had this feeling of opening an adult day a, a place that could be a socialization for folks who have solo seniors or seniors that are elderly and at home alone or who may have mild dementia. And so I had this vision and this and this feeling towards and doing the research. And during COVID, which was a very horrible time for all of us, I was able to get a small business loan. Mm-hmm. And through that loan, I have now opened the first adult day center in Wake Forest. And hopefully well, there's a huge need up not there. Not the last, yeah. The, everything from North Raleigh to Wake Forest, right. there's nothing up there. There's nothing that, up there. Or, or, there is now, obviously. There is now. And so, so yeah. it is a social model. And so it is a place that up to 14 participants can come together and we have um, conversation, music, art, exercise, engagement, socialization, and it gives the caregivers a break. Sure. They can go run their errands or go take, a, go take a rest, do whatever they need to. We're open from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., and we offer a snack in the morning, a snack in the afternoon, and a hot, fresh lunch from Forks Cafeteria. Okay. Um, so it's, it's just an engaging, wonderful space. The participants who we've had over the last month, one calls it their club. When, mm-hmm. we, when do we get to go back to the club? Mm-hmm. One participant was so emotional day one. It's, it's the first day of kind of school feeling. Sure. That anxiousness, those tears at first. Now when her daughter comes to pick her up, she doesn't want to leave. Yeah. One of the gentlemen shared with us, he said, I didn't realize how lonely I was until I'm now with y'all and I realize how, how quiet and lonely it was at home by myself. Mm-hmm. So it is... Another opportunity, the average is $16 an hour for the time. That's um, and I'm just thrilled to have this as an option. And it goes right back to when I was a daughter, if only there was a place like this for my dad. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm thrilled and thank you for asking. And you have to come visit. You must come I'll visit. I'll do it, yeah. Um, and then also uh, with the Southeast chapter, we are bringing our conference back in person. Cool. Last time we met was 2019. Yeah, COVID's and, messed all that up. Yep, you were, you were there, 2019, <laughs> and now we're coming back um, in November. Uh, that'll be November 3rd through 5th. You mm-hmm. will get an invitation, sir, to Thank join you. us again um, mm-hmm. at the Hampton Inn. And just keep trying to make a difference every day, one more life to try to help. Excellent. Carla, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. She is Carla Payne, owner of Aging Care Matters. She is an independent life care manager, also owner of the Adult Day Center in Wake Forest. You can learn more about Aging Care Matters at agingcarematters.com. And don't forget, you can learn more about Bill. Schedule some time to speak with him by going to wgalaw.com. That's also where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, June 14th. If you want to learn more about Medicaid, VA benefits, and all forms of long-term care assistance, go to wgalaw.com. Register for Bill's free webinars. It's a wonderful resource for you, wgalaw.com. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back.
You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com. Register for Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, June 14th. There's no cost to use, no cost to attend. It's a wonderful opportunity for you to learn more from Bill. It's happening Wednesday, June 14th. The second Wednesday of every month is when we do these. If you or a loved one are dealing with a long-term care crisis, you really want to attend. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more or call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. We're out of time for today. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll do it again next weekend. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I'm Jason Kong, and you've been listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.